0: And I'm back. NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Richard Headley. I missed you all last week. Uh, I had everything prepped. Uh, I've got a, a PDF ever all of my notes and everything. Um, just uh, was not a good week. Uh, grandfather did pass away. Had a monster uh, workload at work. Just uh, did not uh, have a good window to record and edit in. But uh, back on the horse this week, and uh, I am sitting down Wednesday night at 7:07 p.m. as I start this recording, and that's enough sadness. Let's dive into the podcast. I did. Wait, what? A great year! Oh man, bub, bub, you gotta check this out. All right, Uh, let's start out with some news. Unfortunately, the only news I've got this week is our weekly injury. Report one more player of significance out for the season: Devin Bush, uh, inside linebacker for the Steelers, out with a torn ACL. Also uh, injured this week's in this week's slate of games: Mark Ingram, Zach Ertz, and Raheem Mostert, all with ankle injuries. Also out this week: Devonte Parker with a groin injury. Monitor that one. And Miles Sanders, running back for the Eagles left with a knee injury that could impact their ground game moving forward. So, if you got him on your roster, you might be SOL. That's enough for the sad injury music. Let's move on and take a look back at Week 6. week we had a slate of games that uh, a lot of them were blowouts in fact we only had one that was decided by less than 30 points Um, (laughs) not a good week for half the teams in the league let's kick it off by looking at the matchup between Cobra Kai and Night Shift. This game finished with a score of 109.91 to 204.73. Ah, that's a 94.82 point margin of victory for Cobra Kai, earning them the whoop-ass victory of the week. I did pick Cobra Kai to win this matchup. What can I say? Cobra Kai had a solid week on defense. Clive Ed- Clive, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a very good week on the ground uh, in his last week before Le'Veon Bell comes on board. CeeDee Lamb, um, it did all right with Andy Dalton under center. Wasn't looking good in the first half, but he picked it up. Hollywood Brown did raise some concerns this week. I don't know, he's up and down. He's kind of that boomer bust model, and he's been almost more bust than boom this year. But overall, Cobra Kai this week was number three on offense and defense, would've beaten most teams anyway. For night shift, too many holes to be filled with both stud running backs out with injuries. Add to that an uncharacteristically sloppy day from Cooper Cup and less than 20 points from their defense and it just killed them. This was seriously their worst game Since week three of 2009, when they only scored 94.5 points against Sweatman's Runners and lost by 92.27 points. Yeah, their only positive is they weren't the worst offense on the field this week. (laughs) There were actually two worse than them. They're going to burn that game footage. Let's move on. (laughs) Two <laughs> roster guard ninety nine. Boom shakalaka. Taking on awful waffles. Waffle waffle awful to the tune of one fifteen point seventy four to one ninety six even. You heard that right. I actually did pick Roster Guard ninety nine to upset. Awful Waffles has left the ranks of unbeaten, knocked down by Roster Guard 99, to the tune of an 80.26 margin of spanking victory for Roster Guard 99. For Roster Guard, Deshaun Watson really seems to like not having Bill O'Brien around toss four touchdowns you have to be wondering was he sandbagging it on the field just to get O'Brien fired especially after he got rid of his favorite target Uh, uh Deshaun's performance really covers a rather pedestrian day for the rest of the offense save for DeAndre Swift and his two touchdown 25 point performance for awful waffles when your kicker outscores Everyone else on your roster, including your quarterback, you deserve to lose. They were dead last in offense this week, and they only scored 17 more points on offense than they did on defense. Heading off the field, we managed to uh, catch off of Waffles with our microphones on their first loss of the season, as they had to say. Well, once when I was a kid, I zipped my pants up too fast. Let's just say this brings back old memories. Moving on, Cower power, power. <laughs> uh oh. Took on Lance Manlove. It wasn't hard, but I went with Lance Manlove to win. In the matchup that ended 149.42 to 220.92, this was a 71 and a half point margin of victory for Lance Manlove for Cowar Power. There were five empty spots on the bench. Now look, Cowar Power. If you have small children, have them leave the room. I know there's a lot of shit to sift through on the waiver wire at this point in the season in order to find a diamond. But seriously, you fielded Rex Burkhead, Eric Ebron, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was more stud than stud this season, and Joe Thomas on defense, and recovering from injury first week back, Chase Young, who combined all five of them for less than nine points, rather than go and look for help from any of those five on the waiver wire. And looking at the stats that uh, that I was that were compiled by uh, Scott Sweatman for you, there's your weekly shout-out to Scott Sweatman. Anthony Fersker, tight end, was a free agent, put up 21.30 points. Darren Fells, free agent tight end, 17.5 points. Logan Ryan, Bradley Roby, Michael Oyemudia. I'm guessing that's name pronunciation. All three DBs, free agents, and all put up over 18 points. Brandon Graham, Emmanuel Ogba, and Xavier Williams, all defensive linemen, who put up over 15 points. Tay Crowder, free agent, linebacker, put up almost 23 points. Do you see what I'm getting at here? The waiver wire is your friend. Use it. We reached out to Cower Power for comment, and I'm not sure if it was the owner that answered the phone, but this is the answer we received. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, Sexy cat. <laughs> For Lance Man Love, number two in points scored this week. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> and uh, of that uh, point total, a hundred and two, almost a hundred and two and a half points. From their defense, I, I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh, Kelsey could have ha- had a better day on a rainy, or he could have been better on a rainy two-touchdown day had he not fumbled. Jonathan Taylor looks to have settled nicely into a steady workhouse workhorseback role for Indy. And Lance Manlove Love is now the proud owners officially of a winning streak after a not so great start to the season. Let's move on to Gridiron Mafia. <laughs> Taking on the Ninja Panthers. Yeah! <laughs> This matchup ended 227.52 to 193.48. That's a 34.04 margin of victory for Gridiron Mafia. I actually had Ninja Panthers winning this matchup and well into the weekend it was looking that way, but I was wrong. For Gridiron Mafia, they continue their seesaw season, alternating winning weeks and losing weeks. It's kind of fun to look at their schedule and look at their results. Uh... Beckham was a bust, two catches for 25 yards, and had a world-class hissy fit on the sideline, and today tweeted that coronavirus wants nothing to do with him. There's your stud receiver. Uh, Kenyon Drake looks like Kenyon the Great uh, this week with his best performance of the season, 20 carries, 164 yards, and two touchdowns. And I love what Calais Campbell did against Philadelphia, four tackles and three sacks. Uh, Ninja Panthers, they've been trending up the last three weeks, had a two-game win streak, best game of their season. They just ran up against Gridiron Mafia's best game of their season. It's only the second time this season that uh, Ninja Panthers have overperformed against their projections, Uh, so they are trending upward. Tannehill didn't need overtime for his four touchdowns. But running back is starting to fall off again. Their number two offense covered up for another number nine defense this week. So still a little shaky on that side of the ball. Let's move on to Grizzles Gladiators. Ah! Taking on Whiskey and Woman. That sound bite just sounds... So much more interesting with your your, your name this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a 147.47 to 186.66 uh, finish. That's a 39.19 margin of victory for whiskey and woman. Let's start with Grizzles Gladiators. Uh, I did pick whiskey and women, woman to win this one. <laughs> Uh, grizzled Gladiators, it was not Aaron Rodgers' week. Uh, he did the Hingle McCringleberry three pump touchdown celebration really early in the game and was absolutely horrendous after that. Mike Evans went one for 10 yards. Gesicki and Ficken Goost. The defense only mustered 28 points. But on the good side, Derrick Henry and his 212 yards and two touchdowns look good. And Christian Kirk with his two catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns. That really deep bomb looked beautiful. I didn't think he was going to catch it. For Whiskey and Woman, uh, Mari looked all right with Dalton under center this week. But Devontae and Janu both left early with injuries, limiting their aerial attack. Mixon vetted himself well against an Indianapolis defense that showed some stoutness once since he went up big early. And our last game of the week was actually our closest of the week. Hater Tech Ah! took on Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Touchdown! This game ended 186.66 to 174.28. This was a 12.38 margin of victory for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. I did pick them going into this one. For Hater Tech, tough loss. Matt Ryan nearly hangs a 50-burger. And your wide receiver core which includes T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, and Danny Amendola, got outscored by your kicker, 16 points to a combined 14. And sadly, the points were on the bench, with A.J. Green finally showing up and Anthony Harris on defense making plays on the other side of the field from uh, Matt Ryan. It, it Like I said... Huff, especially with as close as the game was. Jim Kelly hates cancer. Welcome back, Julio, with your eight catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Julio! Aaron Jones ran into a wall in that Tampa Bay defense, and really only that touchdown he scored saved his day. Uh, Interesting fact, Jim Kelly hates cancer and hater tech ranked number seven and number eight, respectively, in points this week that is how close this matchup really was just thought you might like to know it's fun so let's take a look at the week six hardware Let's start with the Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week. Uh, We're going to start with the Haterade Offensive Player of the Week. That's going to go to Derrick Henry, running back for Grizzles Gladiators with his 22 rushes for 212 yards, 2 touchdowns, and tacked on 2 receptions for another 52 yards. One was a big one in overtime. Good for 39.40 points. On the Crazy Horse side of the coin. Their Offensive Player of the Week goes to quarterback Deshaun Watson for roster guard 99. through 28 completions for 335 yards, 4 touchdowns on the day, and add another 26 rushing yards. On the defensive side, the crazy horse Defensive Player of the Week is good old Buda Baker. Had himself a day... Defensive back for power, Power. Seven tackles, one sack, one interception, one forced fumble, and one pass defensed. 27.20 points. That was an impressive day. The Haterade defensive player of the week was Marlon Humphrey, another defensive back. This one for Lance Manlove. Eight tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and one pass defensed. Good for 22.80 points. Those are your defensive and offensive players of the week. Now it's your favorite part of the week where we mock and complain about the poopers of the week. Yes, and remember, I do not consider injured players poopers. Pooping is when a player fails miserably to meet their projected expectations. Poopers had to have started for their NFL team. Let's kick it off with Juju Smith-Schuster, Rex Burkhead, Eric Ebron, Marvin Jones, Cooker Cooker. Cooper, Blooper Cup. Shaq, where are you? Barrett, Chris Jones, Patrick Queen, Zadarius Smith, Anthony, I just am not the Cook Madison, the Visca Chenault Michael Gallup, Ezekiel, I never fumble and especially not twice, Elliot, Carrie Hyder, Zach Cunningham, Dan Bailey, yep. There's a kicker on here again. Mark Andrews. I don't think that's the first time he's on that list this year. Hmm. OBJ. I know that's not the first time he's on that list this year. David Mayo. Mike Evans. Definitely not the first time he's on that list this year. Mike Gesicki. Sam Ficken. Another kicker and not the first time he's on this list. And I'm not playing him next week unless someone else picks him up. But I'm still going to make fun of him, just in case. (laughs) Jordan Whitehead, Demarcus Lawrence, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I saw that one coming from a mile away. T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill? Yeah, unfortunately. Julian Edelman, Matthew Judon, Frank Clark, and after an impressive performance, Aaron Donald. Those are your poopers of the week. Not good enough, damn it! Not good enough! Diarrhea! (laughs) now before we move on to our next segment let's take a look at the top three players who were phenomenal on the bench only losing players only losing teams are eligible there were really only three this week uh most Teams uh, put their best lineups in. Josh Reynolds wide receiver for Grizzles Gladiators was projected at 5.81, actually scored eleven and a half, so five point sixty nine points on the bench there. AJ Green, wide receiver for Hater Tech. Uh, One of those two that could have helped win that matchup. 7.79 was his projection. Actually scored 13.6. If his ego can get out of the way, he's going to be finding a new role. Uh, That means 5.81 points were left on the bench. And the big winner, I guess, is what you call him, of this week, Carson Wentz, quarterback for Ninja Panthers, did not expect this line going in halftime. Projected at 24.72, actually scored 39.66. That's 14.94, almost 15 full points left on the bench. So those are your week six Ooh. awards. Now, before we move into looking at week seven, since we are officially at the halfway mark, I want to look a uh, back. Uh, We're mid-season. We've got a a firm idea of how we're shaking out. We've got a pretty good idea of where the top couple teams are. Um, You know, the first few teams that'll get in locked into playoffs. And unfortunately, we've got a pretty good idea of those one or two teams that are not, that are just going to be competing for the peers. Uh, We're going to go. what's trending and what's tanking. Let's start with the good. Trending, there are teams on winning streaks. Whiskey and women, Jim Kelly hates cancer. There are no surprise to anyone at this point in the year, especially in him with eyes. But Rosterguard99 has strung together two in a row and has quickly moved from the basement to number seven in the power rankings. And Lance Manlove has also escaped the cellar with their own winning streak of two games to reach number eight. Uh, you remember just a couple weeks ago, Lance Manlove was on that potential pierce watch list. So there are some teams that are building. There's a lot of teams in that middle clump there. You can almost guarantee that Whiskey and Woman and Jim Kelly's Cancer are going to be right there in the playoffs. Now let's look at what's tanking. Tower Power. You are on a steep slide toward the Phyllis. You have a 1-5 in five record. And you have a 1 since week 1. You're number 9 in point rankings. So you're not without reason to hope. Your, your point finishes by week or are you number five, number eight, and then number nine the last four weeks. But you were in danger of finishing dead last. And Hater Tech, yeah, we have one team from each conference. You also are on that steep slide toward the Phyllis. You also have a 1-5 record and also haven't won since week one. But you are number 11 in point ranking, so it's a little more difficult for you. However, your point rankings are number three, number seven, then you had three weeks at number 11, but then you were number eight. So maybe the schedule's going to be a little little bit nicer to you in the second half. I haven't marked that out. Also tanking, I looked back at our draft. Our Mr. Irrelevant, Kaimi Fairbairn, is not on an active roster. Yeah, he just didn't make it. He's bounced around to a couple by now. Now, speaking of our draft, um many many keepers have been safe. There there's been a lot of of injuries this year. Uh in fact, in this NFL season just these first 6 weeks, I'm compiling the lists of starters and starting caliber players that have been on rosters we have lost 50 starting or starting caliber players to injury this season. Some just for a few weeks, but there have been a few that have forbidden the entire season. For I look back at our draft, I was surprised at how many keepers were actually safe from injury. A lot of them were, uh, were safe. A few, uh, like McCaffrey, Cook, Chubb, Kamara, they've been out for stretches, but they all have targeted dates for return. And then there's some like Saquon, who are done for the year. It's interesting to see that in a year that seems just so ridiculously plagued by injuries, that there's still some light in in that tunnel. And it's not necessarily an oncoming train. That was really bad. I don't apologize. Because it's my podcast and I do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, let's move ahead. We're going to look at week seven with our pick six segment. with number 11 Cower Power. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. At 1 and 5 taking on number 10 Ninja Panthers. Yeah. At 2 and 4, now the projected outcome as of Wednesday afternoon is that Cower Power is going to win by 0.03 points. <laughs> Now, there's a lot resting for Cowra Power on the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game. Uh, They've got Juju, uh, James Conner, and Eric Ebron all in their lineup currently. And so, uh, look at those three. Juju's been relegated to the number two or even number three option with the emergence of Deontay when he's healthy, uh, James Washington when he's open, and Mapletron. And Ebron has only had one really good game this year. The rest of this roster is going to need to step up if these three stay in the active roster. For Ninja Panthers, Tannehill's projections are honestly on the low side. For Tennessee to compete with Pittsburgh, it's, they're going to need to air it out. I do like the Debo Samuel play as New England's likely gonna focus on Kittle, allowing Debo to get a lot of touches, and Shanahan likes to use them all over the place, even especially behind the line of scrimmage on those short dump-off passes and wheel routes. I actually like Ninja Panthers in a nail biter. Moving on, let's look at number six, Gridiron Mafia. At three and three, taking on number two, Awful Waffles. Waffle, waffle. Waffle, waffle, waffle. At five and one, the projected outcome <laughs> is Awful Waffles by anywhere between thirty and seventy-five points. I don't know. Gridiron Mafia's roster is all over the place as of Wednesday afternoon, and I am just guessing at who their starters will be because right now they have guys locked in that are on buys, guys on their bench that will be eligible to play. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For Gridiron Mafia, I am most interested in two players. Can Kenyon Drake replicate what he did against Dallas with Dallas with a Seattle defense that is almost just as porous and will john U, with john U likely not playing in tennessee and Devin bush out of action in the middle of the field for pittsburgh how many catches will adam humphreys get he's been targeted at least six times in every game he's played this season and will any of them go for a touchdown those are my two I'm watching for awful waffles can zeke be trusted against washington Will Michael Thomas be able to keep himself from punching teammates so he can play this week? How stable is Keenan Allen's back? Am I asking these questions to create a false sense of drama because I don't think Gridiron Mafia has a snowball's chance in hell to win? Yep, I'm picking off waffles in a snoozer that they could sit half their team and still win handily. Let's move on to number 12, Hater Tech. Hater Tech. Sitting at one and five, taking on number five, Cobra Kai. Sitting at three and three, the projected outcome, Cobra Kai by a buttload. For Hater Tech, um, David Johnson is going to have 200 yards and three touchdowns, while Tyreek Hill gets 150 yards and two touchdowns, and Russell Wilson throws for five touchdowns. That's about the only chance I see of Hater Tech getting a win this week. I guess the schedule is not going to be kind this week for them. For Cobra Kai, I'm really interested this week in another lopsided matchup. How does Clyde edwards lair fare in Lavian Bell's first week with the Chiefs? How's that timeshare going to work out? I'm obviously picking Cobra Kai to win. Let's move on to number four, Night Shift. At uh, at four and two, taking on number one, Whiskey and Woman. At six and oh, the projected outcome. Uh, This would have been such a better game game if it was if night shift wasn't racked with injuries uh projected outcome is whiskey and woman by about 30 uh night shift after two weeks of down games i expect josh allen to have a really big bounce back this week picking apart that jets defense i can only hope that they aren't up by so much at halftime that they just wind up he winds up handing off after halftime Wide receiver is the wild card, where Lockett and Fulgham are likely going to be fine. Mapletron gets a real test with Tennessee, their middle-of-the-pack passing defense. And Cup gets the second-best pass defense in the league after a truly disastrous outing last week. I don't know how much I trust him. Whiskey and Woman, watch running back. McKinnon playing hinges on Raheem Mostert's health. And even then, Shanahan showed last week when M- when Mostert went out that he won't lean on McKinnon exclusively. Uh, Kareem Hunt was listed as injured on Wednesday, but if he plays Sunday, he should have a field day versus, 10, uh, versus Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is the one that really worries me. He has a foot injury, and he's still not a major part of the passing attack, which uh, Cincinnati is going to need to use because they're going to be down quick. I am picking Whiskey and Woman to hand Night Shift their third straight loss and remain undefeated. Let's move on to number three, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Touchdown! At five and one, taking on number nine, Grizzles Gladiators. Two and four, the projected outcome is that Jim Kelly Hates Cancer is going to take Grizzles Gladiators behind the woodshed and whip them by about 40. For Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, Justin Herbert is fresh off a bye and gets a soft Jacksonville defense. Uh, New kind of quiet day against Dallas. With his contract and his placement on the team... I don't expect that again this week. Kenny Galladay gets that very nice Atlanta defensive matchup we all like, and that matchup's expected to be a barn burner after they showed some signs of life last week and showed that they can actually finish a game. Grizzles Gladiators, Aaron Rodgers should bounce back. Uh, The question is by how much. In theory, he shouldn't need to do a lot against Houston's defense, but that's on paper. Christian Kirk had a monster game last week, and he has a really nice setup this week, but again... With Nuke on the field, too, who gets more targets? Who gets more attention? After last week, who's Romeo going to rotate defense to? Uh, That's a crapshoot. Derrick Henry is the real curiosity for me. He finally found his groove, and now he meets the number two rushing defense in the NFL. I'm obviously picking Jim Kelly hates cancer to win this one. And now let's wrap it up with our game of the week. That's right. Our game of the week features (laughs) number eight Lance Manlove at two and four taking on number seven Rostergard 99 Boom, also at two and four, these are the two teams that are both on win streaks. so someone's gonna hop off that train. The projected outcome is that Lance Manlove is gonna win by about a touchdown. Now, for Lance Manlove, no Lamar Jackson, he's on a bye, means that Cam Newton gets to take center stage. He didn't look good last week. Uh, coming back from COVID. But the San Francisco defense, it's a riddle wrapped in an enigma, stuffed in a mystery from week to week. Godwin looks to build on a decent first week back in a matchup against Las Vegas, which on paper is good. But we also have to remember what they did to Kansas City. Uh, On paper, Lance's stuff looks really good. But in reality, I don't think it's going to turn out as nice as we think. Or at least as nice as he thinks. Uh, for RastroGround99, the game script is there for Watson to have another monster week this week. Green Bay's pissed off, and the Texans' defense gives, a point, gives away points like a cheap yo mama joke. I'm interested to see what DeAndre Swift does. His second week after the bye. Last week's increased workload was encouraging, but it wasn't an outright coronation of him as the new number one running back in Detroit. I'm picking roster guard 99 to squeak this one out, provided they remember to pick up a kicker and a tight end before the games start. Because right now, there aren't a kicker and a tight end on the roster that are playing it. So that is week seven. My picks are Ninja Panthers, Awful Waffles, Cobra Kai, Whiskey and Woman, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, and Rosterguard99, I'm expecting all six of those to be victors next week. So as we close out this week's episode, again, want to thank Scotty Swetman for all the work he does on our statistics. Last week in my picks, even though I didn't broadcast them, they're in PDF format, I did go 5-1, brings me up to 18-12 and 12 on the season, so I'm improving week to week guys this week are Miami, Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Baltimore. So if you got guys on those teams, I would suggest not starting them unless you are my opponent. Remember that Thursday Night Football this week is the New York Giants at Philadelphia. And you can get your NFFL swag, whether it's the League Shield or your team's logo, if I've actually designed it, because some of y'all like to change your names. Some I mean, of you I haven't done one in a couple of years At Redbubble Bit.ly Nellis No capital letters I've been wearing my hoodie a lot It's quite cozy but They even have masks too I've thrown, uh, the shield up on, uh, on TeeBubbuck as well That's it for this week I will see you Next week Or you'll hear me have fun. The NFL Podcast is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios. Tell your story.